name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is risen. Indeed, He is risen. Masih Tam. Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. Christos Hosgrese. Christos Anfiat. Good morning. Good morning. Beloved in Christ, the clergy of this holy community, and all the believers, the visitors, everyone present here, and those who are in our prayers. I thank God for this opportunity to meet together one more time and pray together for the salvation of everyone, for the safety of everyone, and for the sake of everyone. I greet all of you, beloved in Christ, and I tried to come visit you yesterday and stay the whole weekend as usual and talk to many of you and meet with many of you here according to your needs. But my time was short and it was impossible for me to come before today. Today is the fifth Sunday after Pascha, and I pray that you had a glorious Pascha here in this holy community, and it's obvious to me that the way you sing Christ is risen with enthusiasm, so it means that you had a glorious Pascha, and your Pascha, the glorious Pascha, continues, and this is a great thing because this is orthodoxy. This is orthodoxy. You know, my preaching was the past few weeks on the Holy Resurrection. And I said that this is the foundation, this is the fullness, and this is the glory, and this is the joy, the radiance of the Holy Resurrection. There is no any other foundation our church to be to have or to be built on, on, on it. So this is the only rock, Jesus Christ and his resurrection. This is the meaning of the Bible. We read the prophets, we read the prophecies, we, we read the, the chapters, we read, you know, like theology, we read everything just to be able to perceive and to understand the holy resurrection of him. Even his disciples were afraid like to proclaim the holy resurrection. But the women disciples did that. So that's why, you know, like, those who ask this question, what, you know, like we as women, you know, what, what ministry do we have in the church? This is your ministry to proclaim, to say the truth, to, to witness, to test to give testimony. This, this is the most important, you know, like first and foremost, if you like, uh, ministry in the church given to non-ordained people. The other thing I was preaching that the Holy Resurrection is not one day event. It is not like a calendar, you know, like we we finish that day or the week or the month and we say goodbye and if we are not like 
uh, using, you know, like the egg hunt in the church, so it means that there is no resurrection. No. <laughs> so the holy resurrection is eternal. So that's why it's not by accident we say, we keep saying Christ is risen for 40 days and millions of times in different languages. In different languages. And these languages, and I tell you, we have a problem in one parish. That some people call the languages in the church, Christ is risen like foreign languages. These are not foreign languages. This is the language we are proclaiming Jesus' resurrection. So those who think of foreign languages, they are, you know, like tiny, little. So here, when we say Christ is risen, our mind goes to eternity, goes beyond the tomb. <coughs> goes beyond material, goes beyond, you know, any anything human. Just in a few weeks from now, we will celebrate Pentecost. And we know what happened in Pentecost. Many people converted because they heard their language. So the Holy Spirit made them, you know, understand the, the, the language of theology, if you like, the language of Pentecost. So they didn't claim, you know, like today, the, the conflict between Jews and, and Samaritan, Samarians. No dealings between the two nations. No dealings be, be, between the two ethnicities. But Jesus' emphasis was to save this lady to save, to save this lost sheep. If our mind will keep on foreign language here and there, we will miss the whole point. Because a priest was preaching and was teaching and was asking the people to pray for the two kidnapped bishops in Syria, he was upset, someone upset in the church because we are, you know, like these people are not our people. Because we are praying for the people in Syria or in Africa or in, in the moon or some other planet, you know. <laughs> the prayer is the most important thing, but not those, you know, like areas or those uh, cities, you know, we are praying for. So the people are the most important, you know, like thing. So please, I ask you today, beloved in Christ, don't little the church by having this kind of thinking. Even the Bible has no meaning if our mind doesn't go into the eternity of the Holy Resurrection. Even the Bible itself, even the priesthood itself, even the episcopacy itself has no meaning if our mind doesn't go and stick there in the holy, eternal, holy resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is a joy, you know? This is a joy when we see Christ is risen in many languages. To, to, affirm, to affirm that Jesus spoke to all nations, to all the humanity, 
So for sure we will pray for the kidnappings. For sure we will pray for the for, for the Christians in Syria and for the all people in Syria. For sure we'll pray for the, the we'll pray for the people in Africa and in in anywhere in this flood. We have no problem. We have no problem with that. So I said to that priest in Alaska, keep doing what you are doing, what you are asked to be doing. And let that man call me if he dares to call me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, until now I'm waiting. <laughs> So today we learn a great lesson. You know, here we are in North America, and our late patriarch Ignatius the Fourth, blessed memory, he had a vision when he opened the door for all of you. You remember that? He opened the doors when other doors were shut before you. So he took the courage. And he took the criticism also at the same time. You know, some of our bishops here in North America were against your conversion. So our patriarch with his eminence opened the door for you. They didn't ask you what language, what ethnicity, what background, what da 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 da. The only thing they, they asked you, do you believe in the creed? Do you believe in the divine liturgy of St. John of uh, uh, St. John Chrysostom? Do you believe in what we believe? Do you believe in the Holy Trinity? Do you believe in the priesthood? Do you believe in, in the truth of the, uh, the Orthodox Church? You said yes. Welcome home. <laughs> the first statement was, welcome home. This is, you know, like if we like to be better Orthodox, this is the way we have to be welcoming everyone in our church. <coughs> Look what happened, and Father John remembers this story because the Holy Spirit <coughs> had him act before he got retired in San Diego. A priest, a family, a family in Denver, Colorado, went to the, that priest, who is not Antiochian, but he is Orthodox. And they said to him, Father, we heard about Orthodoxy. We, we would love to inquire about Orthodoxy. We'd love to be, little by little, to become Orthodox. And the answer of that priest, Orthodoxy is not for you, just for us. Go, go, leave the church. Go find something else for yourself. And they got upset, of course. And they moved their whole life from Denver, Colorado, into San Diego. And the Holy Spirit led them to this good man. And he taught them, and he chrismated them, and now they are Orthodox in our church. And every time I visit our holy community in, in San Diego, they tell me the same story over and over. <laughs> <laughs> And I love to hear it. I love to hear it because it's meaningful, it's powerful. You remember that, family? <clears throat> so.
so like a priest like this when he makes a statement. You know, he has no clue about orthodoxy himself. If he were a priest under me or under our archdiocese, he would be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God, thank God, we are the way we are. We love people in general. You know, most of his people there in San Diego were not from American born. They loved him, they adored him, they, 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 until this moment, they miss him so much. Because his mind went beyond the ethnicity and the language. He was not dealing with like the way the Jews and the Samaritans. In his mind, didn't have such a thing. In his mind, the only thing he had to say, to guide people, to preach to people. So that's why until his last moment before his retirement, he was so enthusiastic. The same with this good man, the same with these good people, the clergy. Thank God for all of that. So, beloved in Christ, today we learn how to be loving. You know, like in many ways we learn, we learn, and we know how to be loving. But today, this gospel passage has another, another teaching: how to love <coughs> other people the way they they are. You know, I am not responsible to change you. And I don't have any power to change any one of you. But by loving you, by giving you the truth, by sharing you with you the truth of, of the faith, we will be able to overcome automatically without like anyone imposing, you know, like on the other, you know, what I have or you have. So when we are welcoming and loving and merciful and compassionate that are that is the beginning if you like of having people come without fear and without any resentment or without any agenda so the church is not for this earth the church is not for any ethnicity the church is not for English or for Arabic or for Greek or for whatever. The church is the kingdom of God on earth. And in the kingdom of God, we don't speak languages. We speak divinely. We think divinely. And we act divinely. We don't marry and we don't get married in the, in the kingdom. But we will be like your angels. This is the I said last Sunday in Tucson, Arizona, I said, if not because of the sake of time and not to prolong the service, I would be able to say Christ is risen in millions of languages, whether this man or that man likes it or not. <laughs> want a joy in the church? Do we not want to proclaim the fullness and the truth of the faith? So what's this? Why, why not using 
what we have, using, you know, like the things God has given us. Many, many ways of communication. The language is a way of communication between people. And everything belongs to this, to, to this earth will go with us to the grave. Only the name of Jesus Christ will never, ever die. Because this is the truth. This is, you know, like above history, above politics, above any human perception. So continue rejoicing the glory and the radiance of, of the Holy Resurrection. After a few days now, you know, like just we are in the middle of the feast. And another 10 days or 15 days, no more Christ is risen as liturgical cycle. But the truth and the effect and the power of the Holy Resurrection continues. And you have to know something, that, it, that the divine liturgy is every Sunday or every day when we have an opportunity to serve the divine liturgy, we begin when the, 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 the priest goes to the prothesis table to prepare the sacraments. The first thing he begins there is the nativity of Christ, Jesus' birth. So we begin there at the back corner behind the, the, the iconostasis. We begin with Jesus' nativity. And when we come with the sacraments to be behind the altar, we end the divine liturgy with the holy resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is forever. That is beyond Archbishop Joseph, beyond Father X or Y or Z. That is beyond the historic, you know, like fact of this life. That is the truth of our faith. And that is the foundation of our faith. So we live Jesus' birth, and we live Jesus' passions, and we live Jesus' resurrection daily. You know, here maybe in our Ashdamases, we don't serve the divine liturgy daily. But in the monasteries, in, in the patriarchates, in everywhere, in Damascus, every day we serve the divine liturgy. Every day. Can we live without, you know, air? Without breathing? Can we live without food? Can, can, can we live without, without like, uh, medicine, for example? The divine liturgy is all of that. The air we breathe, the light we see, the food and the vitamin we take, and so forth. And so this is the divine liturgy. The divine liturgy is a necessity in our life. It's not like a liturgical cycle. The liturgical cycle belongs to every one of us. But the divine liturgy with its meaning and its theology and its depth and divinity belongs to God and God has given this to us as a gift, as a gift, as a blessing. Today another thing here I want to draw your attention. 
that the power of confession, beloved in Christ, the power of confession made the whole thing in this Samaritan lady completely different. Go, call your husband. I have no husband. It's a good thing. You, you've been with five men, with five, you know what? So she said she was not afraid to, to say it. And when you spit it out, when something bothering you, spit it out in confession and start again. You know, I am a sinner and I'm not afraid to say it before all of you. So that's why before communion, I bow before, other, uh, before all of you and I say, you know, forgive me, brothers and sisters in Christ, as a sinner or a sinner. So the one who claims that he has no sin at all, that the biggest sin. No one is perfect except God. No, no one. So why, why are we afraid of confessing Do we like to stay in pain? Do we, do we like to stay suffering? So let it go. Let it go. A new person. Why do we call her Fortini? Because she is illumined. She has been illumined, illuminated. A new life. You remember when, where we use that word illumination? In two places. In two places. The first one is in during the, the, the pre-sanctified liturgy. We pray for the illumination of, of new catechumens. And the other one when we baptize some soul. Newly illumined, we say by confessing, by starting a new page, by starting a new start. You know, the biggest problem in our life in general, we, don't, we are ready to forgive everyone around us, but we, we don't know how to forgive ourselves. You know, this is not a, a statement, this is not a label, this is from experience. We hear confession, we know how people suffer. So we are ready to say, you know, like you are a wonderful, a wonderful person. So let us try do it. Let us try doing doing it, and you will see a big difference. You know, like you, you see completely different. Your mind will open up. Your soul will open up. You see things different, completely different. You become positive. You become happier. This is what we learn today. Not to be busy with with ethnicity and with this and with the human things. Let us focus, let us go into the, the main point, into the main subject. So this holy community, beloved in Christ, is called to be this Fortini. This holy community is called to save people. And thank God over the years, clergy and laity, you've been doing excellent, but still we are imperfect. We have to do more. We have to do more. I have to do more. I cannot say now I am 
visiting Saint Athanasius in Galita, and I am visiting, and I finish the visitations to all parishes, and I am fine. No, no, no. I have to start again. Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. So let us work on this beloved in Christ. Let, let us not let anyone underline or little our faith by by thinking this way. Foreign languages. You know, talking to this lady, I give you I give you the water, living living water. You don't have to come here anymore. Sir, you don't have anything to draw water from here. You see, her mind was still earthly. So when we think earthly, so we, 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 we get busy with papers and waters and something like that. But we miss the living water. So let us not be busy with any earthly fear with any earthly concern. Let our mind go straight to Jesus. That is the well. That is the well of Jacob and more. That is the eternal well of Jacob and more. That is everything. That is everything. Now, Oklahoma and tornado and, and uh, you heard what Father John Stephen, thank God, you know, like he went there and he came back with just, he whispered in my ear in Matins this morning that a lot of sadness, of course, a lot of sadness. Now, the president went there and other officials were there for pictures and for TVs and for election and for whatever, <laughs> but us, only for the prayer. Only for prayer. Let other people give those people, you know, material and they need it. Let them give them money and they need it. But we, we pray for Oklahoma people. We pray for Syria people. We pray for the United States people. We pray for the, the president uh, office. We pray for every human being. This is the only way we can bring joy to people by praying for them. Last Sunday in the paralytic uh, gospel, when he said, your sins are forgiven, they start murmuring, they, they were about to jump and kill him. Who, who, who can forgive you know, sins? Only God. So according to them, you know, like to heal his legs and to make him walk is fine because this is material. Everything material, you know, is more important according to people. But Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And this is the most, the, the only key for every salvation. The only key for joy. The only key for reconciliation. The only key for a new start. So that's why I'm saying, let people give each other material, but let us pray for everyone. Let us include 
everyone in our prayer and it makes a difference. So I pray for you, beloved in Christ, today and every day. And pray for my clergy. Pray for my, 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 my ministry. Pray for the sake of this nation, the safety of this nation, not to have any evil harm in this nation. Pray for the weather. We pray for the weather. The season, you know, like for the weather and the fruits of the earth. You know, when the church started like praying for the, the weather like 2,000 years, it was not a mistake. It's not, it was not by accident. Imagine that the mother nature, mother nature, you know, that can harm, can cause harm to all of us within a second. How many thousands now without homes in Oklahoma City? In Oklahoma in general. They say about 80,000 people killed in Syria within eight years. So to, to cause harm, you know, like within a second. Within a second. But we need to not to give up. Pray for the salvation of people and for the salvation and the sake of this nation and every nation. Christ is risen, God. Indeed, he is risen.